0: t
1: And a wide receiver. Here we go. Pressure off the edge. Williams scrambling. He's going to be sacked. Loses the football. The football's out.
0: Utah's got it. Utah's got it. The Utes are going to the Rose Bowl.
2: Bill Riley, the Utah Radio Network on the call. We're talking Utes football today as we welcome in the outstanding play-by-play voice for the University of Utah, who also has the biggest, baddest radio show in Salt Lake City, Bill Riley. Bill, good morning to you.
1: Is this the voice of the Sooners in all of his glory on a Tuesday morning?
2: uh, Yes and no. There is no glory to be found, but but we have found each other. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Man, what a great call. I thoroughly enjoyed this morning watching the highlights back with your call under them of the Pac-12 championship game last year.
1: I I think there were a few Sooner fans that took a little – Took a little bit of enjoyment in that game <laughs> in October in Salt Lake City and that game in early December in Las Vegas. Am I right about that?
2: We, we have a brotherhood. We have a kinship <laughs> in our united disdain for USC. That is true.
1: Well, you just just know there were more than a few fans in the Pac-12 conference, though uh, maybe not huge Utah fans. They were on that particular evening as well um, in Las Vegas. That was That was a fun game to call. I kind of feel bad. We're kind of ships in the night passing here. We're like kindred spirits. I'm a future member of the Big 12, and you're an outgoing member of the Big 12, and I don't know that our paths are going to cross a year from now, Toby.
2: I tell you what, I'll leave the garage door opener on the counter okay. for you. Okay. And okay. Um, uh, I'm going to leave the furniture in the living room so it's not completely barren when you move in, and okay, you guys are going nice. to enjoy it. What what is the uh, what is the mood? What is the feeling among Utah fans right now about the you know the major news of the last week or so?
1: Well, Utah fans are excited. Um, you know, nobody wanted to see 108 years of collegiate football and collegiate athletic history be erased for really no good reason. Um, Utah's only been in the Pac-12 for 12 years. They've been 12 really good years for the school. Lots of championships, football in particular. But um, they're, they're, you know that nobody wanted to see that conference leave, and, and, and a lot of folks, including the Utah folks, really fought hard to keep it together. But it, it just wasn't going to be possible. So when when it when it was very apparent that there was going to be nothing to save, and when Oregon, Washington. Uh, made their bolt for the Big Ten. Utah made a quick pivot, and uh, the Big 12 was a great landing spot for Utah. I mean, I I don't need to tell you guys. It's a terrific conference. Um, It was a conference that itself was on the ropes a year ago. It's been on the ropes a few times over the last decade. But I think Brad Yormark's done a pretty good job, you know, stabilizing the ship just a little bit. And uh, and I think Utah will be a really good member. You know, I grew up in the old Big Eight Conference. Toby, having gone to the University of Kansas many years ago, so I mm-hmm. I know the, the the kind of the original founding members. It's a good league, and kind of told Utah fans out this way. There's going to be a lot of fun stops along the way. Now, they may not be as easy to get to as San Francisco and Phoenix and Los <laughs> Angeles and Seattle are. But once you get to Stillwater, and once you get to Lubbock, and once you get to, to Manhattan and Lawrence and Ames, those are really good college towns. So I think a lot of people are excited. You know, you get to, you're still in a power league. Uh, football will have a great chance to compete right away. So I think there's there's always some buzz and excitement about the new, and there's a little bit of you know a little bit of sadness about what they're leaving behind. But it's not Utah's fault or really any team's fault that uh, the league's falling apart
2: when you look back at the schools that have positioned themselves the best over the last couple of decades you know TCU played it perfectly and now they're in and they're they're in the you know the big boy club i'm not sure anybody has played it more perfectly than utah Going from the Mountain West to the Pac-12, and then you gotta have success, and they did. And now you're attractive to move into the Big 12, and they're in. They're in the Big Boy Club. They, they have played this superbly.
1: Well, they've done it twice now. They've gotten two invites. Invites to the Big Boy Club. You know, they credit to credit to Kyle Whittingham for building, You know, because football drives the bus. The other athletics were good, but football had two undefeated seasons in a four-year span. Urban Meyer did it no four, Kyle Whittingham was the defensive coordinator on that team, and then Kyle did it no eight, beating Alabama going 13-0 and no going undefeated and winning the Sugar Bowl. It was a year after they did that that they got the invite to the Pac-12 conference. If you don't have your house in order, it doesn't happen. And then I, I said, one of the greatest accomplishments, if not the best, of Kyle's career isn't the undefeated season, isn't back to isn't four straight championship games and back-to-back championships. Toby, he negotiated that from G5 to P5 with very little drop-off. It was a little bit of a dip for about a year and a half, but they were competitive in the Pac-12 from almost the word jump and and, and have, have been so really over the last five, six years, have been the best overall team in the league. So, you know, they, they, they've negotiated that what could be pretty daunting. It isn't always easy. Heck, look at Colorado. They were a P5 program. They got worse in the Pac-12. And I'm not sure what they're going to do with Coach Prime in the Big 12 this year or next year, if he even sticks around very long. But it's, it, it, it's a pretty remarkable job with Kyle Whittingham and really the whole athletic department's been able to do.
2: What's the latest on Cam rising status? Still working out but not cleared for contact
1: yet. So we're getting down to that point in time pretty soon. We're sitting 16 days after the opener because Utah opens on that Thursday night against Florida. So we're getting pretty close to time. He hasn't had any setbacks, as far as I know, in his rehab. But he's 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 doing all the team activities. He's throwing. He's doing all that. But he isn't cleared for contact. And you and I both know that's the first hurdle. You've got to get cleared for contact. And then you've got to do, you know, probably a w- at least a week's worth of activity in those pads with the boys if you want to start a football game, especially one against Florida at home. So, I would say the next three, four, five days are pretty big for him starting against Florida. He'll play. Maybe it's maybe it's Baylor week two. The, the hope is still that he plays in week one against Florida, but he's got to get cleared for contact to get a little on-field time first. If not, they'll they'll do do it by committee. I'll, I'll tell you they've they've got a really, really got their best offensive line they've had in about seven or eight years. They got the best defense. Morgan Scalley's not a guy for hyperbole. He said it might be the best defense I've ever coordinated or played with. And he played on some good ones here. and He's coordinated some good ones. So th- I think they'll be able to, to hold, the, hold the line for a week or so without him if they have to. But I know they'd like to have him back in the lineup sooner rather than later.
2: It seems that, you know, the, you mentioned the offensive line, talented skill position guys. Defense has been the best in that conference for a long time, and it might be better than it's been this year. Uh, if Cam Rising's okay, is you know it looks like this could be a great run, but the start of the schedule is so tough that if he's not okay or not a hundred percent, could be buried right out of the gates here. It's it's so pivotal it seems to me that that he's ready to go. What's the answer behind him if he can't?
1: Well, they've got Bryson Barnes. And that came in and nearly won the Rose Bowl for him two years ago, came in and started at Wazoo on an hour's notice a year ago, who's a good, capable backup. Then they've got an elite redshirt freshman kid who's probably not quite ready to be a starter yet, but he's such an offensive weapon. His name's Nate Johnson, kid out of Fresno, who I think between the two of them, Andy Ludwig's a pretty darn good offensive coordinator, could kind of scheme something up together to use him. But you're right. And, and again, Home game with Florida, sellout crowd, elite defense, run the by I think Florida's not quite there yet, Toby. It's no, still yep. rebuilding in year it's two It's winnable under, game. Under Billy Napier. It's that second-week game with Baylor. Because I think Baylor's going to be better this year, and it's an early-morning game on the road at Waco. Um, so I, I think that if you're really asking when, they've got to have him for week two. Week one, I think they can. I think they can. You know, they can put something together to get by Florida, but I think they've got to have him in Waco in week two.
2: Best visiting radio booth in the Big 12, by the way, McLean Stadium in Waco. You're going to really. Oh it, get,
1: yeah, uh, well that's the newest uh, stadium, enjoy. isn't it? I mean, or one of the yeah. newest. I mean, it was made brand yeah. new about what seven, eight, nine years ago.
2: They did a great job. It's, it looks kind of like a, a soccer stadium. It only seats about 40,000, but they pack it out, and they did a superb job building it, and it's our favorite visiting radio booth to call a game from. It's, it's tremendous. All right, now,
1: now you've got to tell me.
2: Worst visiting
1: radio booth in well, the Big 12 is?
2: I don't know if you agree with me. I hate it with a passion when the windows don't open in front oh, of yeah. me when I call a game. Oklahoma yep. State and Kansas State both are that way. You can't open the wind. Now the yard lines are fine and all that kind of stuff, but that's probably, in my opinion, the the two that I'd rank now at the bottom. There's no TCU. You're you're tucked down in the end zone, which stinks, but it's a really nice booth. And all the rest of them are, are TCU just fine.
1: Since, I haven't been to TCU since they renovated Legendary Amon G. Carter Stadium. That's it's a, beautiful. I, I got to go back to the Mount West days to. Last time mm. I was at TCU,
2: great, great uh, job they did there. It's it's beautiful. It's just they, you know how it is when you're down and it's like you're at an NFL stadium and they got you tucked way down there in the corner. So that part kind of stinks. But what's it going to be like for the Holy War to be a conference game? It's going to be so great. I mean, I, I just, especially Toby, in this
1: day and age, where so many rivalries, and shoot, you guys are going to experience it yourself. I hear Bedlam's going away. With, with so many rivalries because of realignment being erased, I, I love it. They've still played. I mean, they've still played. You know, most years. Like they're not playing this year because of the home and home with Florida, but they've, they've played. But when a rivalry game is played and there's there's conference implications as well as bragging rights on the line, it'll be great. And there's there's a white hot passion of hatred between the two schools. <laughs> It goes back forever, and it's only been enhanced now again with Utah and BYU being in the Big 12. BYU fans didn't want it because they wanted to thumb their nose at Utah. You guys, oh, you know, because Utah stuck it in their face that they got a Pac-12 invite, and BYU was in the Independence hinterlands for 12 years. But I love it. I think it's going to be great. And what's great is instead of this game being played on the Mountain Network or on Versus, it's going to be on ESPN and Fox, yeah. and the nation. It'll be on a higher plane in a power Power Four conference moving forward here, and uh, I, I think right away it's going to be one of the best couple of rivalries in the Big Twelve conference, especially with Bedlam going away. So, I think it's great. I think it'll be fantastic.
2: All right, Thursday night, August 31st, week one, we get a great Thursday night matchup from Salt Lake City, a a rematch of what was a tremendous game a year ago in the Swamp, Utah and Florida, and then it's off and running after that for the Utes. Bill Riley, outstanding play-by-play voice for Utah. Bill, thanks very much, bud. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: All right, Toby, thanks. Take care.
2: See you, man. Uh, like that guy a lot. He does a good job. He's a fun listen, and uh, they're excited out there in Utah about uh, the happenings of the last couple of weeks. They're headed to the Big 12. Good squad this year. It all comes down to if Cam Rising's ready for the Gators or not and the Bears. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning
1: Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best.
3: R.K. Black brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show each and every day. They are your small and medium-sized business provider for office technology, document solutions, copiers, fax printers, scanners, so much more. Doing it since 1952, 405-943-9800 or RKblack.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Welcome back, TJ. Like TJ. Gator is also a friend of the bear. Never needed bear spray because hashtag Spike was safe. There's Spike a was of safe. Gator with his uh a big polar bear statue friend there. Uh TJ, you well, never I was listening
2: to um, yep. um, what do they call that? The Oklahoma Baseball Experience podcast. Mm-hmm on a walk this week, uh, the Johnny Baseball broadcast or uh, podcast. Um, we don't have a podcast on our station. We do a softball one. So I was listening to that one. And uh, they were going over kind of, you know, potential lineup or who may start at all the positions and rotations and stuff this week. It's so getting pretty excited. It's pretty salty. It's looking pretty good.
3: Not too long shabby. ways off.
2: Long ways off, but uh, I, just, I think they've done something pretty cool with this
3: team. So we'll see. Uh, this one says we left on July 29th. Seas were glass. Weather was dry. Entertainment still sucked on the Holland America cruise. And this texture has got a picture there with his fish. This one did ask me. He said, "You guys never discussed how much fish was caught." Oh um, yeah, salmon story, please. That was. Worth the entire trip. Those five hours were magical. I was a nervous wreck over that excursion because it was not associated with the cruise line. It was fully on me, booking Mm. for all five of us. You
2: didn't book this through the cruise line. I did not
3: book it through the cruise line. I did some research. I looked up a lot of things and I said, this is the chartering company I'm going with. And it was not cheap. And it was, you know, one of those things like, how's this going to work out? Like, Do we catch anything? Do uh, you know, is it the company good? Is the captain of the boat like a grump or whatever? And it couldn't have been more perfect. And um, boat
2: captains in general are usually grumps, right?
3: Yeah. Well, we had uh, the the company picked us up and there were three others on the van in the van with us, three guys from Utah. And we get there and they're like, "Okay, uh, you three obviously are coming on this boat and then you five will go on a boat. We've got Adrian Adrian and Luke. They're on this boat. And you've got uh, another Luke and Trevor on this boat. And those three guys wanted no part of the girl that was going to be, you know, captain of a boat. Like, we're going over here with the guys. And we're like, all right. And they're, they're like... Well, Adrian's actually she's got a little they bit were bigger sexist boat. sexist. A the little bit. There was some uh, comments under their breath and stuff. And come on. Um, so we said, yeah, we're going this way, and they're like, well, that boat's bigger, and there's five of you anyway, so let's go. Her and Luke could not have been more tremendous. They were. What great. kind of boat was it? How big was the boat? Um, I would say probably thirty-five foot, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was okay. called the Pearl. Mm-hmm. Nice fishing boat. Um, so we get there and I'm still like, okay, I hope this all works out because Bronx had been looking forward to it for months (laughs) and right away, bam, we snag to like within minutes of them getting everything set. And then you realize real quick. This is going to move and you better be ready to move when it happens because you're kind of trolling 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 when one happens they snap the rod off they throw it to somebody and you better start listening to their instructions and going and he reeled in a couple and he was happy and then we hit a lull and I'm like, "Uh-oh." You know, and he's getting kind of, you know, upset like nothing's happening and then bam, we just started catching salmon left and right and we let him handle the majority of it. Like I tried at one point Lost mine. Pawpaw jumped in there at one point, lost his. We had one that snapped the line completely, and wow. we chased it around uh, for a while trying to catch it in the net. Couldn't. And it, it took the reflector and everything with it in the lure, and we, we couldn't get the thing. But uh, Bronx just started pulling them in. And he ended up with – altogether we probably – should have ended up with ten. I think we ended up with seven or eight. Uh, like I said, two or three got they're away. They're big, too, man. And they were massive. Or at least the one you sent me. Yeah, they were all that size. At one point, we called caught a king, and it was a white king, and they're, like, freaking out. They're like, we don't ever catch white kings. Not this size. It's legal. It's big enough. So if it wasn't a certain length, you had to throw it back if it was a king. And they were like, ah, well, technically none of you are supposed to catch this king, but if uh, we get stopped, Bronx caught it because he doesn't have to have a special king stamp and all this. And so we're like, all right, Bronx, you caught that king one because Katie actually caught it. And uh, The Alaskan
2: um, Fishing Police pulled up.
3: It was. Uh, and they never did, but they just said, uh, be aware if this happens that Bronx caught everything. All right. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was a magical five hours. We had so awesome. much fun. Um, my life has changed tremendously. And you kept
2: all the salmon? We kept You're all shipping of it. it back?
3: We're all shipping all of it back. Don't know the cost yet. Um obviously we'll split it with Nana and Paw Paw once we get it back, it's all coming to our house. Right. Um it was probably once they Bagged it and uh, like gutted it and de-headed them and, and kind of did some stuff and then bagged it. All right, it. enough details. I know. It's gross. But Bronx, Bronx has having trouble living. I would say 35, 40 pounds of salmon. That's too much for one person. Do um, you have my address? I do have your address. Okay. all right. But it was great. And like I said, those two were great. And uh, the three guys on the other boat ended up with three little bitty... Uh, salmon. That's what they deserve, and they were like holding them up, taking That's pictures. What they and deserve. our art. So our boat, the 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 uh, the girl and the, the the Luke there, and then we're talking about Luke and Trevor. And they're like they are not happy. We've been talking to them on the phone and texting. Uh, we smoked them today, and they knew it, and they are not happy. So let's not rub it in. We can talk trash when we're on our boat, but when you see them, like congratulate them on their little haul. It's cute. <laughs> And so those three guys came walking by and they saw all oh, Bronx's fish just laid out there and were like, yeah, he pulled it all in. He was doing all the work. And they're like, huh, well, that's, yeah, looks nice. Or right, whatever, yeah, yeah, And they kept walking. They were not Jerks. happy with us. <laughs> yeah. Jerks. Uh, but it was awesome. I would highly recommend how that if was you're going.
2: The, uh, uh, how was the, like, uh, you know, the bobbin the weaving and everything? Handle everything okay? Oh, yeah. No, that. Nobody nothing, got sick Nothing anything.
3: on that boat, no. In fact, it's funny how I used to be around water and situations like that. I would have been even worse, but obviously having our own boat and doing something, I've learned a lot about just comfort- I'm just comfortable on a boat. At one point, I jumped in there and started driving. I don't think anybody knew that I was steering the boat and taking us while they were busy trying to—, to uh, pull in a fish with Bronx. You can't just jump on somebody well, else's boat and start driving I started it. noticing we were drifting towards the shore, and I said, mm, you know what, I'm just going to jump in here and uh, drift <laughs> us back the other way, and I jumped in there. And uh, even my father-in-law saw that, and he said uh, something to me, and then he went back out, and I think that was impressive to him that I just jumped in there and just started oh, steering yeah. us the other way. Look at me. I don't <laughs> even know that Katie or Bronx or anybody, that, them two even knew that that happened, but we were drifting off one direction. I just... There wasn't point. much to way it, to but I would have never day. have done that in the past. But I was comfortable just hopping in there. Let's let's go. I'll drive the boat for a little while, and so it was. He'll talk about that forever. It was a memory none of us will ever forget. It made the whole trip. It worked out the way that I dreamed that it could, and so now if you're going and you're interested, and you want to do some fishing on a charter like that. If you're in Juno, Rum Runner uh, Charter, uh, Captain Chris and his company, they. It what are you, a, a, a no, no, are you trying no, to get a
2: discount here? you trying This is no, not. We I, don't we've had several people
3: on this station. We've had several people ask about what to do, what not to do. I, I'm just recommending that I and recommending that you. company. So I don't get any kickback from that. I didn't get a discount on the shipping of a Whatever. salmon back or anything well, or a free you're, you're trip totally in the future.
2: Ship this recording to them and try to get a discount. Will on not. The shipping out of not. It and Everything. But, By the uh, way, while you were gone. The signature custom pool with the uh, Pebble Tech plaster was amazing. <laughs> amazing. I probably swam seven times while you were gone. All right, go ahead. Finish your A- stuff.
3: Anyway, no, we, uh, we, it, it turned out well. Um, and like I said, we the most fun we had the entire time. It was beautiful out there on the water. Um, they were worried about it because I guess Juno— No great
2: white sharks almost ate you while you are no, out there or no, anything? No, nev- nothing
3: good. like that. So That's They good. were nervous, though, because I guess— they even told us, like, when you leave out of Juneau, it's going to be really rough. We're expecting 45-mile-an-hour winds, and we're having the biggest fishing event. We have one a year, and there are hundreds of people here for it and hundreds of boats on the water, and this is big time. Mm-hmm. Like, the top um, 77 people got prizes, and, the and like, every prize was worth valued over 1000 bucks, and they say thousands of people show up for this thing, and they're, they're kind of worried about, how the fish were going to bite that day and stuff, and so they were even like, "Man, you guys did great!" And so it was—it was a lot of fun. It was, and I don't know that we scored anything big enough to if we would have entered that contest, but boy, he hauled in some big ones. So what's the bait? Uh, there was no bait. It was a no hook. Bait. Um, like a little uh, rubber lure, and then they had the reflectors that were kind of like a bike reflector, probably about uh, okay. five inches long, that went just above the hook, and it just catches their eye, just catches their eye, and they go for it. it. Yeah, wow, so fascinating. Was, uh, gave me, give me give me a
2: couple of text messages.
3: Here. Uh, let's see here. This one says SEC Snob says Utah is going to dominate the Big Twelve. I don't know about dominate, but
2: they will contend. For sure. I mean, that's one of the teams that will be in the championship hunt, I think, you know, most seasons. Uh, Kyle Whittingham plays a good brand of football. You know? He, he mm-hmm. plays mm-hmm. tough defense, and that travels.
3: So, yeah. there'll be a problem. They... uh yeah i think they'll be one of the favorites during and year at least for the the next few years uh, definitely so and then there are a lot going uh, i'm not going to read all of these cuz they're similar and it's funny because so some of them are kind of respect the kid for staying home others are go chase the money you bum others are we're never going to get where we want to be we can't even beat missouri out for a defensive lineman we should never go to the sec this was a big mistake so those are the three worlds coming All in right, on so my we, text we need line. To, we
2: need to talk about yeah. the uh, the Missouri kid when we come back because we're still dealing with, with meltdown mode here for some. Okay. There's people upset here. 8.33, quick break, we'll be back.
0: The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
2: Toby and TJ back with you. Utah at number 9 earlier today on the countdown. TJ's still getting a lot of um, traffic on the text line about the uh, kid yesterday that uh, Mm -hmm. committed to Missouri.
3: Yeah, a lot of people upset one that OU got beat out by Missouri, and some have said, you know, we'll never be SEC ready. This was a big mistake. Others are mad at the kid for taking the money, and others are – Good for the kid if that's what he wanted to do and stay close to home. I kind of respect that, you know. So it's all three kind of angles coming in here is what the majority of you these got an aren't. opinion
2: on this before I chime in.
3: I'll say this about you and I have made it perfectly clear we don't like NIL. We don't like kind of the direction that some of this is going with college sports. Um, we're not saying that maybe they shouldn't be paid, but I just don't like the way that there's no structure with it. There's no, you know. There's no rules that anybody's having to follow it. it, That's all kind of – but I'll say this. If a kid can get life-changing money, I don't care who it's from, go get the money. If it's Missouri, if it's Georgia, if it's Oklahoma, wherever it is, I'll never fault a kid if it's life-changing money. I hope that they're smart with it and their family's smart with it and does what needs to be done so that money works for you the rest of your life. There were several on here about this bum just took the money and went to Missouri. There's no way he wanted to go play football at Missouri. Okay, I look at it as, okay, but if that was life-changing money and it was that amount of money that you know, you've know you heard toss around, go get the money, man, if you can. Like Because mm. you don't know what the future holds. You don't know if you're going to be – just because you're a five-star, do you have a better shot at ending up in the NFL – than a three or four star certainly the the statistics show that but you never know what happens you never know when you step on that field maybe you're not as elite as you think you are maybe you end up with some type of injury maybe things just don't pan out the way that you do so if it's life altering changing money I don't know that I have a problem with that now you can say well you go to Georgia or Oklahoma maybe that life changing money is even bigger in four years or three years or or however your path goes. I get that, but this money is guaranteed now. Now, you can also argue, is it guaranteed now, the way we've heard some of these NIL deals working and kids not getting the money? And that wouldn't surprise me in a couple of years if we heard this kid didn't get what Missouri thought that they were going to be able to get him. So, But I'll never fault a kid if that is the decision. And, well, no, they simply just paid me more. Yeah, and it's my home, you know, and, and I stay home. Yeah. So, right. You know, I'll never, I'll it never looked get on to a kid me for yesterday. That. Just reading the body language, that mom was really excited,
2: and that uh, he was, and this may be how he acts about everything was just kind of
3: matter of fact about the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, he, he I would put out there would, what would. there will be no flip flopping here. Or it looked to me like mom was pretty fired up that yeah. he was going to Missouri.
2: I would c- caution. Everyone from calling anyone a bum,
3: yeah, yeah, or getting after the world a 17 year kid, or especially or even the that cover. Especially now,
2: it. <laughs> especially now, like he, w- we saw what happened to Peyton Bowen last year. Uh, this kid could still very well end up in Athens, Georgia, or Norman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if not this year, next year. They read things on social media. His dad talked about it yesterday. It matters. And so when a a kid either makes a decision for you or against you, I would just kind of beg the fan base to take the high road, man. You, You don't know what kind of an impact that could have on down the line on a family. I promise you Oklahoma will continue to recruit this kid, not only through this signing period, but if and when he becomes available on down the line. I said yesterday, I don't know what he's going to choose, but I I predicted that by 2025 he's playing for Oklahoma, whether he chose him yesterday or not. I don't know. It may be crazy. It, It sounded like maybe Georgia was higher on his list yesterday when he talked in Oklahoma. I don't know. But you know, I, I like I like recruiting. I, you guys know if you listen to the show, I, I follow it from the periphery. I'm not uh, in it on a daily basis. I like to listen to Parker once in a while or some of the podcasts and just kind of know in general what's going on or what are some of the big names out there that they're in on because that's the, that's the lifeblood of a program. Um, I get it. The more talented your team, the better they're going to be. In general historically five stars are better than four stars, four stars are better than three stars, so forth and so on. But I have a really hard time getting too emotionally invested in it because it is such an inexact science. And I think some people consume it, a lot of people consume it, as another way of being competitive. You know, when football season's not going on, this is another outlet for my competitiveness. We beat you guys for this. That's the verbiage you use. We beat them for this guy. We got a victory in recruiting today. If we do this, our class is now ranked this, you know, moves up to this. I have a real hard time getting caught up in all that because while in general five stars are better than four stars, four stars are better than three stars, One, the guys putting the stars on, I don't trust at all. I know some of the people involved in this industry, TJ. And I don't think they know much more football than certainly you and me. You know, they're they're assigning stars to these guys. I don't trust them. And two, I mean, just look at, like, guys that have won Heisman Trophies at OU and how many stars they had next to their names. I know you want five stars more than four stars, four stars more than three stars. I get it, but... Sam Bradford, three-star. Jason White, three- or four-star. Baker Mayfield, three-star. Kyler Murray, five-star. Look at, the you know, big-time players come with all different numbers of stars next to their name, and big-time busts. Remember that year we were fired up about getting three five-star wide receivers? How'd that turn out for us? <laughs> so it's such an inexact science that I just have a hard time getting two wound up excited when we land one and depressed when we don't. Now, in general, I think if you are of the, one of the things you said there is we made a mistake going to the SEC. I
3: if didn't that say is, that. That's what's coming no, no, out the no, no, text I, line, yes.
2: If yes. that is your attitude, go cheer for somebody else. N- no offense, but you are too weak-minded for the conference we're about to go into. It's not. This is not for you. If losing out on a kid in Missouri sends you over the edge to say I don't think we're ready for this conference, you cannot handle what's coming. I promise you, you cannot handle going to Baton Rouge on a Saturday night. You cannot handle trying to beat Alabama. And all. You're 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 not ready. So you're gonna have to get tougher. I'm sorry. If losing one kid sends you to that, suck it up, buttercup. All right? They're going to be fine. More than they're going to be fine. Oklahoma, in this class already, has landed a big-time defensive tackle. And they are in the hunt or leading for two, three, or four more big-time defensive alignments couple of them with five stars next to their name. So how many of those do they get? I don't know. Maybe zero, maybe all four. Who knows at this point? Things change. It's a wild world out there. Last year, they got a five-star defensive lineman in P.J. Uh They are recruiting right now at a higher level defensively than they have in a long time a oh, long time. They are in on and winning some of the battles for elite defensive football players. We could not say that when Lincoln Riley was here or in the back half of the era before that as well. They are competing with the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world toe-to-toe for big-time defensive football players. Not just in the state of Oklahoma, all over the place. And Oklahoma's Nil situation has improved drastically just in the last year. Like I I don't think Oklahoma was throwing as much money as this kid as Missouri at this kid as Missouri was, but Oklahoma is very competitive right now in the Nil game. Brent and and Joe and the crew and you, the OU fans, have taken OU from non competitive to very competitive in that world. So kudos to everybody involved.
3: Boy, you're getting a lot of preach Toby's on the text line. They're flowing so in. So
2: if like that stinks. What happened yesterday stinks. I wish he had picked Oklahoma. I hope all of them pick Oklahoma. Obviously. Absolutely. I absolutely the more talent yes. here, the better. But he didn't. Not yesterday. Maybe he will in the future. Maybe he won't. Maybe he goes to Missouri and he becomes uh, uh, the greatest defensive lineman in in the country. More power to him. Whatever happens, happens. But let's get the next one.
3: Well, and like you said, in today's world, the way it's shifting to, you may lose out on him coming out of high school. But one, two years down the road, you may be back in on him. Like, yeah, the landscape has changed so much that the transfer portal, the transfer is portal may become crazy. More important. It's more important, I think, and becoming more important than out of high school. And I think it will shift to that even more over the next five to, well, you know, 10 years. Just look at the number of guys
2: this year for Oklahoma that we are expecting to be major contributors out of the portal. Right. Andre Lansing, Brennan Thompson. Walter Rouse, Uh, Stogner is back. He came out of the portal. Uh, Bothroyd, Trace Ford, Dejan Terry, Desan McCullough, Reggie Pearson. I'm sure I'm forgetting some. I mean, it is is massive. So who knows what the the future holds. Break time. Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. At Plank Show joins us now, wrapping up a Tuesday edition of the t in the Morning Show, passing the baton to him to carry for the next three hours here on this fair radio station. Good morning, Plank.
0: Preach, Toby. Bravo. Bravo. As I was sitting behind the person who refused to give just a little bit extra acceleration to get through that yellow light, I was applauding. I was cheering. You are speaking... My language. Buddy, relax. I got to find that cut from Bill Snyder whenever he was coming off the field after a Big 12 game and they're interviewing him and a fan comes rushing his face. He goes, okay, calm down, calm down. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I I am proud of me, though, because while I was yelling at you, um, or yelling with you, I guess I should say, I had just returned from apparently prom and an OU home game. Happened oh, really? today out at Washington. Yeah. We were preparing like it Heavy was prone. Heavy traffic, huh? Bro. Listen, y'all quit moving out to Washington. Bro. All right? I'm done with you. Let's go. Get out. This is, uh, it was, um, and I know it's day one. We got a little construction going on out there, t You know, we're growing. Right. But uh, ingress and egress definitely needs to be addressed. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes, man. <sighs> Too many yeah. people. But back to the original point, kudos to you, man. I couldn't agree more. It's going to be okay. There's going to be – hey, guess what? There's going to be more guys who pick other schools. And on the other side of it, there's going to be a lot of guys who pick OU.
2: Yeah, Travis made a good point. He texted me. He said uh, it's worth remembering that – Missouri didn't just beat Oklahoma. They beat everybody. They beat Alabama. They beat Georgia. They beat LSU. They beat everybody.
0: I heard TJ say it. uh, Even uh, the way that Jamar Mosey and the way that he made a sound was it really came down to sound like Missouri and Georgia from what he said. So,
2: yeah. And I don't envy the guys trying to predict what's going on here. You talk about a hard thing to do. I mean – predicting something that isn't over i mean I, I think about a like a basketball game if with eight minutes to go ou has got a 10 point lead and you know what I'm, I'm putting in my crystal ball for this one i think oklahoma's gonna win it and then they blow it right and then you get blamed for it how dare you like, man that, when i predicted it they had a 10 point lead with six <laughs> minutes to go don't blame me that guy misses the missed the shot so it is a thankless job. I, it's a they do a great job, mm-hmm. and I think I don't know what all the batting averages are out there, the percentages. But when I was looking at them, they're like I think Parker's like ninety one percent. Josh, I'm sure is way up there. It's pretty good. But that's that is a hard thing to predict what high school kids are going to do. You've got a high school kid now.
0: Mm hmm. I've, oh I've got one
2: now, and I've had a couple go through, oh and gosh. I can't predict what my own child is going to want to eat from day to day. <laughs> Much less, you know, the major decisions in life. So it's hard, mm-hmm. but I wish we'd gotten him. It would have been great. I it too. Now let's I go get too. the next one. Let's go try to get the next it's gonna one. It's going to be a fun day today. Or flip him. Let's try to flip that guy. You know, sign I, don't know. Yet. I, don't, I don't know what we do. Yeah, let's I just not signed yet. Uh, beat Arkansas State. That's what I say. That's
0: all I care about, too. Chris,
2: T-Row. have a great show today. Have a great Tuesday, t TJ, welcome back. Welcome great back to, to you. you. I've been here, but thank you. Thanks to Bill Riley for joining us today. We did it live, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.